Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And it's Wednesday. You know what that means. We're going to answer some of your questions. That's right. It's Ask Going In Raw. Larson, how do the people ask us questions if they want to get on this show, say, next Wednesday? Well, that's a good question to me, and I have the answer for that one, Steve. Uh, if you're a YouTube channel member, when, uh, what's today? Tuesday, Tuesday, we'll put up a question thread on the community tab on our YouTube channel, Going In Raw is youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. If you're a patron, $5 and up, same deal. Steve will put the thread up. I guess I could do it too. Um, and no, no, we all have our roles here going in raw. I'm the question thread guy. Yeah, and I put the qu- questions in the thing, and that's when we answer them. So, yes, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, uh, uh, patron, memberships, respectively. That's how that's you get your right. questions on the show. Speaking of the thing, uh, our first question comes from Timur Rahman says, what does a storyline have to do for it to jump the shark? And with everyone complaining about the finish to Jay versus Roman, do you think the Bloodline storyline has reached this stage? And if not, what does it need for it to do so? So, Larson, we have heard the complaint. I think mainly I've seen it, not necessarily from, like, our audience, our our friendos, but, like, I saw it plenty out in the ether on social media. Uh, the old uh, uh, happy days uh, phrase. The, the the phrase came from like a, a happy days episode yeah. where Fonzie literally skiing. like was jet skiing. Yeah, water skiing. Sorry, jumped over a shark, and people were like, 
Doesn't that make was any stupid. Sense. Doesn't make the any happy sense. day sucks now. Yeah. <laughs> it's I no mean, longer happy days. I guess I guess in that sense, a storyline in my from my perspective jumps the shark when it starts regularly uh breaking the rules that it set for itself and loses all sense of logic and common sense. When that happens, when ran, seemingly random stuff is happening, using utilizing the same characters we've grown accustomed to acting a certain way, yeah, that's when it jumps the shark for me. That's when I'm like, all right, you lost me here. I don't understand. You were telling a story. It was making sense. Now this stuff's happening, and you completely lost me. Um, I don't think what we saw at SummerSlam would qualify based on that definition as jumping the shark. We don't know the exact details of Jimmy's motivation for turning on Jay, but there were some seeds planted prior to SummerSlam. Um, if you go on social media, a lot of people are posting clips of, 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 of promo segments where it's laying the groundwork for this to happen. Yeah. Um, is, it, is it illogical? No. Um, is it necessarily satisfying based on what we saw at SummerSlam? That's open to, to debate. I, I honestly still don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I, I feel like it's a satisfying development in this storyline or not. I have to wait and see how it plays out before making that determination. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'll give you. Oh, I'm sorry. You look. No, like go you ahead. Had go more. ahead. Go ahead. So I'll give you um, a, a wrestling instance where I, I personally, as a fan, felt it jumped the shark, and it actually it 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 is uh, very much in line with what your definition is for something jumping the shark, and that's when uh, at the end of WrestleMania 17, when Austin shook McMahon's hand, nothing in their relationship had ever led me to believe that Austin would be the type of person to do that. And in fact, they took that character change into a fairly surreal place with Austin suddenly becoming a comedy character without a lot of like, you know, it'd be one thing if he was experiencing some sort of midlife crisis or, uh, uh, you know, feeling the pressure was getting too much to him. But as we saw later on, McMahon was able to unlock you know, the old stone cold uh, for the invasion angle. It mm. just didn't make any sense. And at that point, I was like, okay, the McMahon-Austin thing is completely run out of steam. They, they, they There was some entertaining stuff there to Absolutely. it. But I had completely lost, you know, interest as like, oh, I care about Austin now. I think this is completely stupid. You weren't the only one based on the ratings after that. That's true. Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people uh, dropped out of watching the show. Um and, and, and to your point, I agree. I don't think that this has jumped the shark. I think that a lot of people, I, I do think that maybe given that night of champions wasn't that long ago, um, when, you know, uh, uh, when Jimmy really turned on when, cause it was, that was when Roman and solo had the tag title match and Jimmy, you know, really took Jay along with him and said, let's get out of here. You well, know, that's, we're, when, we're that's when Jimmy super kicked Roman. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, that was more recent than Roman's most recent title defense, which was yeah. at WrestleMania. And so Jimmy's suddenly coming back to the bloodline. If that's in fact, what's going to happen, if there was more of a story beat that made sense either along the way or even at the actual show during the main event itself, then maybe the response would be a little bit different. But, dude, is it just me or have people been a certain subset of fans? I feel like they've been chomping at the bit to declare 
this as being stale or having jumped the shark. And this was the first big opportunity, just like at WrestleMania, for them to say, oh, no, Bloodlines jumped the shark. Fumble. I feel like some a people fumble. just a fumble. Yeah, yeah. people yeah. want it to happen to it. I mean, if you look at the comments in, in our videos, you'll occasionally see someone leave a comment saying, oh, the storyline's gone on too long. This has mm -hmm. grown, grown boring. They're mm -hmm. spinning their wheels at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't agree with, with that assessment. Even at its hottest, people say that. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe it's a situation where WWE, for the better part of 15 years, we didn't get three three year long stories. We didn't get it. Yeah, we couldn't rely on that. Yeah. You know, and, and so we, as fans of WWE's product, uh, didn't grow accustomed to stories, you know, unfolding over the course of several, many, yeah. three dozen months, if not more at this juncture, at right, the bloodline. Right, yeah. and, and, and we're so, you know, Vince would. Bring something up, drop it. Mm -hmm. Stories seem like they're going somewhere. They'd culminate in a matter of weeks. Um, yeah. You know, I guess when you, you you get used to watching something on TV, you get used to it, and it's something that's mm -hmm. different than what you're used to. It might be jarring. You yeah. know, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to find. You know, I, I understand it's an entertainment. It's subjective. People's reactions to it, their assessment, their opinions on it. I understand that. Maybe not everybody likes three year long stories. That's their well, problem. Also... I understand that completely. You know, dude, there's there is also, and I think this is a valid criticism. The booking of the actual matches is um, formulaic at this point. Yes, it, they do follow a certain formula. Absolutely, you know, we can predict. Oh, here comes the ref bump because you know every bloodline match, Michael Hayes is going to toss in there a ref bump, um, and so that aspect of it also has been something that I think people you know uh, view as predictable and yeah. and therefore you know boring this is getting you know it's getting to be a bit much mm -hmm. and and that, I think that's a valid criticism yeah, but I do think criticism. that I do think that the actual story beats you know removing the the formulaic nature of the booking of the matches the actual story beats I think have been pretty compelling mm -hmm. and for all I know Friday is going to knock it out of the park and, and it's yeah. going to go back to being compelling I mean, a similar you know narrative was painted um uh, around, God, I'm trying to remember the last time they were like, "Oh, it's good. It's gone on too long." It was around the Sami Zayn, maybe post yeah. Sami before Sami. I forget what it was. I think it was. I mean, even I thought before Sami Zayn got involved on a weekly basis, like, "All right, this is kind of running out of steam a little bit. Where are they going to take this to keep this new and fresh?" That, and interesting? that was definitely the case. Yeah, and yeah. then they they enter Sami Zayn, and it became yeah. that, and it was it was tension filled uh, drama yep. every week. So if they go back to a situation like that, it'll be interesting to see what they do on Friday, and and hopefully mm -hmm. they get it back. You know, on track where at least you know we're like, oh my gosh, this this TV is tense every single week. Yeah, you know? exactly. I guess now to answer a uh, third part of of Time War's question here, what is something that WB could do with the Bloodline story that would, in fact, in our estimation, have the story jump the shark? Oh man, what a I was I was just thinking about that as we were talking about that other. Um, would it be for Jay now to swerve Jimmy and jo rejoin the Bloodline? That yeah, I mean that, that'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one because Jay, for the longest time, I mean, it's been like, when is Jay gonna leave the bloodline? And I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe it, I do. I maybe this is me being overly optimistic, but the idea that Jay needs to be a, a man alone, given mm -hmm. that he was the guy who you know experienced the central trauma of Roman Reigns back in 2020, maybe this is a way to accomplish that. Um, and who knows what that means for his story next. I mean, certainly they're going to do Jimmy J, but given that they've publicly advocated for a WrestleMania Jimmy versus J match. That's a ways away. 
that's a ways away. So maybe they're going to try to take a bunch of detours before they get to that point. I don't know. I mean, for all we know at Payback, they'll do a rematch of, well, probably not. Roman doesn't do anything but big four matches. So I don't know what the situation's going to be. But, uh, but yeah, like, yeah, Jay coming back on board the bloodline would probably be a pretty good way to, to jump that shark. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking of potential detours, let's answer this next question from uh, uh, Reaper Red. Uh, what would you rather, uh, sorry, what would you rather, Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania, a bloodline four way, and then have Cody and Seth? So, Mania 40, do you want Cody Roman main event, or do you want a bloodline fatal four way, and then Cody challenge Seth for the World Heavyweight Championship? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain, it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Boy, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, look, I'll if 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 the qualifier is Cody finishes the story and beats Roman, then then that's what I would prefer. That'd be my top thing. But if like it was like, hey, yeah, we we don't know, you know, you don't know, you don't get to know what the outcome is. I'd prefer Cody versus Roman to wait until it was like the perfect storyline moment, you know. Like, I don't have much interest in a bloodline four way. I don't know that well, that I does think much. The outcome is clear. Yeah. The only question is, does Roman stack? Jimmy J and Solo, you know? Yeah, I know. I mean, if it's like everybody's on the outs with Roman and that's how he forces them back into the bloodline, 
Um, but then you have, you know, the same thing. It's a bunch of people who just don't want to be there. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, backtracking. I don't. Yeah, yeah. A bloodline fatal four way. Look, if they really booked a compelling story leading into it, where they were all like known as top contenders for the title, like Solo, still to me personally has a long way to go before I see him in that way. But yeah, I mean, I, I would rather Cody versus Roman. I don't know what they're gonna do, Cody versus Seth, because Cody seemingly like I I know he said no, I wouldn't consider the World Heavyweight Championship a consolation prize, but it wouldn't be me finishing the story, which is a consolation, it's a consolation prize title. I know. Yeah, I know. I know it is a consolation title, but he puts it that way. I know it. it, it there, there's kind of no way around it. If he yeah. procro- proclaimed publicly. Finishing the story is winning the lineage title, which is now the undisputed title. Mm-hmm, yeah. Anything short of that is not finishing the story. Well, then the World Heavyweight Championship is kind of a consolation prize. And, and the funny thing is, it doesn't even mean it's a consolation prize. It's a consolation prize to Cody. You know, I, I think that I think that they can really establish that World Heavyweight Championship as something special. Until Roman loses the title, he's always going to main event because he's got such a head start. I mean, this is mm-hmm. a three-year deal, mm-hmm. and the storyline is probably the greatest story ever told in professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, and so just by nature of that, I mean, it's going to be a runner-up title, but I think it can be a very, very compelling title all to itself. But to Cody, it is a consolation prize. I don't think for anybody else it needs to be, but... I don't know, man. I I don't even know why they're. I I know they're teasing it because Cody's on Raw and it's a natural tease to have. Mm-hmm. But how is this all going to play out? Like, either Seth's going to beat Cody, and Cody doesn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that plays out. I don't, I don't know, know either. I don't know either. But the second time now that Cody and Seth have crossed paths as it relates which, to the World Heavyweight Championship, which you don't think they would do that there. unless yeah. somewhere in the future they're going to have that match. Yeah, I don't know. And if they are leaving Roman's reign open-ended, mm-hmm. whether it's to try to get The Rock for 40, 41, 42, 45, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. um, or they want him to break Bruno's record, they want him to at least top uh, Hogan's uh, record, mm-hmm. you know, um, for having about for about four years. I don't know. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I mean, yeah. the, the FIFA report, they pretty much said, Reigns will lose it when he wants to lose it. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So it's going to be open-ended. And you're right. If if Cody faces Roman again, Cody has to win. And if that doesn't happen, yeah. don't do the match. Yeah, I don't agree. do it. So if I the agree. only other option is the bloodline fatal four way, and then Cody and Seth, then I guess that's the way you go. Even though for they, Cody, it's going to be yeah. the consolation title. Well, if they tell a story, if they try to tell a story that is compelling, where Seth takes issue with Cody wanting Roman and not wanting the World Heavyweight Championship, maybe there's something they can go with there. But, I mean, they're both good guys. I don't know I, I don't know why they would tease this stuff unless they have something planned. Or maybe they're just thinking, well, it makes sense as to why they would, you know, want to get at each other, but we are not going to do it anytime soon, and we'll figure it out down the line. Honestly, I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know either. I don't know either. Uh, while we're on the topic of Seth's title reign, Frozen Tape has a question. How do y'all feel about Seth's title run? Uh, personally, I feel it's been mid because he hasn't evolved as a character. He's the same Seth before he won it. Oh, he's a successful Seth. People love that Seth. People, um, yeah. He's, he's over his, huge. 
none of his popularity has dwindled at all. In fact, I think he looks he looks like a million bucks with that title. Um, he's a unique character. Not, number one, hats off to Seth Rollins for constantly reinventing himself within WWE. Mm-hmm. Incredibly difficult to do. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, the history and lore that he's established in the company lends itself to all sorts of different great matchups there um, on Raw with that title. I think that he, I think that it's been a distinct run away from what Roman's doing and a pretty damn strong one. He's the guy. Um, I think if, if you take the, the undisputed WWE title out of the equation, I think it's a t- I think it's a top title run. I think it's, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to compete with the bloodline, but in terms of like, you know, feeling like a big deal, Everybody on Raw, except for Cody, seemingly. Uh, well, I mean, even Cody came out to confront him last, not this past yeah, time, but the last time. time. Not this time. So I don't know. People want it. They're you know the Judgment Day is basically breaking up because of it. So I don't know. It's a it's a prize. I think it means a lot. Uh, it was it was in, in some respects a bad hand to be dealt when they invent invent the title just so Raw has a top title. Yeah, sure. And on the other show, they have the belt literally called the Undisputed Championship. Yeah. You know, if if there's two world titles, then it's in dispute. There's no Undisputed Champion. So the fact that they call the SmackDown one the Undisputed one, all right, top title. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the top title in WWE. Um, And it's, you know, they they put the belt on Seth first, so it wasn't someone who had already lost to Roman, so it didn't feel immediately like an obvious consolation title. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've been pretty consistent in this. I feel like if they want the World Heavyweight Championship to feel on par, I'm not. And this isn't in any way discrediting Seth's work. He's defended the title a bunch. He's put on a lot of really good matches. The way they booked that title on Raw, it feels important to Raw. Mm-hmm, yeah, sure. Um, but until a World Heavyweight Championship match, main events, pay per view, it's gonna feel like the secondary World Title. There's no way around it. There's no way around. Even if Roman's not on the card, have that title main event a show. But really, if Roman is involved in a tag match on the pay-per-view, you know, add some weight to that World Heavyweight Championship. Have that match, especially if it's like a really marquee matchup. Have that match main event the pay-per-view. So it does, it feels less like the secondary world title. Is there anything besides that? Is there anything they they could have done up until now from a storyline perspective, beyond match placement on pay-per-views, mm-hmm. that you feel they could have done in order to make it feel like a top title? Uh, have it more obvious that Roman wanted it. Because I think Heyman made one passing comment about, oh, that, that, that title would look good with Roman and his other titles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Roman hasn't mentioned it. If it was yeah, on Roman's right. radar? Yeah. You know what they need to not do? Because hmm. I don't. I saw that it was. Is this legit? The Survivor Series being bragging rights thing? Oh, I didn't see that. Okay, I saw this on Facebook, so it means nothing whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think a whole bunch of people in the Friendoverse group on Facebook mm-hmm. posted up a, a there was like a poster. Seth and Roman said Survivor Series bragging rights, and everybody was acting like this is a real thing. I have no idea because it's on Facebook, so who knows? Yeah. So I'm gonna be really good with Photoshop. Who knows? Right, exactly. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, I don't know if they're going to address this, but what they don't want to do 
is do a title, or I'm sorry, do a brand versus brand where Roman refers to the other title as a B title. And then beats Seth handily. And then, yeah, and then beats him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know how, I don't know how, they, they, they need to stay far away from that. I have no idea if that's yeah. even a real thing. It really shouldn't be, though. No, it shouldn't be. No, uh, yeah. As, as long as Seth is world heavyweight champion, he and Roman should not cross paths. Right, right, right. I don't yeah. think. No. Um, getting back real quick to the fatal four-way idea. If rather than having that match, the Bloodline Fatal Four Way at Mania, if they had, if they do that at say Survivor Series, mm-hmm. you know, all right, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still no doubt who's going to win. Roman's going to win, but if if a situation where Jimmy shows up on SmackDown to acknowledge Roman is like, no, what I did, I did do for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not rejoining the Bloodline. I'm still out. My mm-hmm. my beef is is with my brother, directly with my brother. I'm not going to help you whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then, then you have maybe both. Then you have Jay maybe uh, getting that solo. You got to, as he was on Friday, this past Friday, Spectrum for Survivor Series. You're being manipulated. You got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. You got to get out. Maybe you got Jimmy on the other side of things, kind of doing the same thing. And they start laying the, really laying the, the groundwork, uh, start really building up week after week. In, in more dramatic mean or ways, the tension between Roman and Solo, mm-hmm. and you know by November, which is still about three months away, three and a, three and a, you know three and a half months away till Survivor Series, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. We're walking out of Survivor Series, Roman's alone. Yeah, that could make a lot of sense. Yeah, and yeah. so he has to yeah, navigate the rest of the year and into into Mania season without mm-hmm. a bloodline to help him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that can be good. That could be good. Uh, by the way, I just looked it up real quick. Nothing on uh, on Google News about uh, Survivor Series being bragging rights. So yeah, I, don't I think, think it's so true. made it up probably. Yeah. It was uh, a good-looking Photoshop. That will be yeah. awesome. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Blake Whitehouse has a question about the World Heavyweight Championship. Specifically, if Finn had won the World Heavyweight Championship, do you think there would have been the risk of making his reign feel too similar to Roman's in the sense of constant outside interference to win? Uh, no, I, I think, I think that the general idea of like outside interference is, I think that there are different ways you could do it so that it wouldn't be like, oh, they're just doing the same thing because obviously what's going on in judgment day and what's going on in the bloodline, although yes, you can just point to dissension or tension or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're very different situations with their own unique characters and motivations and stuff. And so um, I think that it, I don't think that it would, you know, that would be a criticism levied at it. I, I don't get that feeling. No, but I wonder if that is maybe one reason why it's speculation, obviously one reason why they'd be hesitant to have 
heel champs both in factions with some uh, dissension between them on both shows. And why maybe that one could totally be Finn that is could a totally champion be, yeah. because it's while well, it's not the same exact story, that criticism could be levied against both Finn and, or Priest for that matter and Roman being champion because there are similarities. I think I think your idea earlier about Seth being champion because he, he Roman hasn't beat him in a title top level match. I think that's probably you know that's their way of being like okay this is because we talked about this in the lead up to the World Heavyweight Championship tournament. You need somebody who's got one on Roman to be champion yep. because that gives more credibility to that title. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so yeah I, I yeah I think. Um, I think you might be right about that, though. Like the reasoning behind Seth having the title is because he's a good guy, doesn't need a cheat to win, uh, and it's it's completely different from Roman's situation. Mm-hmm. Could be, who knows? Uh, James Smith has a question here. Says, should AEW just take Rampage and make it a women only show? No, hell no. God no, 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 no. 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 Why no. would you take your like low your your shittiest viewed show? Like what better way to say, yeah, women don't mean much, so we're gonna put them on a shitty, you know, on a Friday night show. Nobody watches it. Exactly. Um, no, I would no, I would no. not do that. No, I mean, and, and even if that were to happen, Tony Khan would still be booking it. There's still in many stories. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, no, I mean, the, what the, what AEW needs to do, and who knows if they will, um, uh, focus on telling stories in women's division. I know it's not more than one at a time. Yeah. I mean, the baseline should start with they got five hours of weekly television, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Two hours of of dynamite, two hours of collision and one hour of rampage. Mm hmm. All right. So at the minimum, the minimum, yeah, minimum, give us five women's matches a week at the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. At the absolute minimum. And just because you have a women's match doesn't mean you can't tell other stories outside of the one match. Yeah. You got to have multiple stories. WB's booking, we say this all the time, I know, I'm sorry for sound like a broken record. WB's women's division, is it fantastic? It's not always the best, but count how many stories they got going on right now. It's yeah, like right, six yeah. or seven or eight. Yeah, right. There's no reason. <laughs> I mean, there, uh, Tony Khan's the reason, but there's no reason why AEW <laughs> yeah, couldn't exactly. do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and how many, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think, how many women's matches was there on Raw? I'm Were looking, and it's just—I it, think it was just one. It was one. It was, it was Shane and Zoe, Shana right? Versus Zoe, yeah. yeah. And even that's unacceptable. Like they need to do a better yeah. job than that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there should be you know, three or four on an episode mm-hmm. of Raw. Right. Um, but there was other stories playing out during the show. You had Rhea and Raquel. Rhea and There's Raquel, other things yeah. happening outside of the matches. Becky and Shayna, they were setting up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They're setting stuff up constantly, even if mm-hmm. there is only one match, which there should be more. Mm-hmm. Um. Focus on doing that rather than mm. than making Rampage the, the women's show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. You know? I, don't, I don't like that idea. No, I don't like that idea either. And, and even, you know, uh, five women's matches at the minimum over the course of the week, is, is, it's not enough. You should, you yeah. should do more. Yeah. Should there should more. be. Yeah. There should do. Yeah. Look how uh, NXT you, books their women's division uh, or, or Impact. Or Impact, yeah. I mean, those, those, two, those two brands are both really good about giving equal time for every division in their show. Yep. And that should be the goal for any wrestling company, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Is I agree. You you give equal time for every division. Every division seems important. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what they should do. Yep. 
Uh, DJ Fluffy Kurosaki uh, says, is there another baby face on the roster that really needs to change up and have their own tribal chief persona? As in a giant change to their character or a massive heel turn and take them to the moon. So, of course, Roman Reigns yeah. went from guy WWE really wanted to be uh, the next guy to a uh, guy who's not taking that shit anymore. He became the tribal chief. And look at what's happened. I got it, Steve. Listen to this. Drew McIntyre. I know we yeah. talked about uh, you know being having some hesitancy about turning heel. We've seen him heel before. But I feel mm -hmm. like if he went like super vicious, I know he's referred mm -hmm, to himself yeah. as a Scottish psychopath, but like su what's super vicious? Mm -hmm. Brought up Gallus from NXT. Ooh, I like that. And so that's you good. got them running roughshod over SmackDown to Raw. Yeah, and then you cool. eventually get the story of Joe Coffey not wanting to play second fiddle to Drew. And mm -hmm, then you got yeah. his brother and Wolfgang caught in the middle of all that. Yeah, I like that. That's some good stuff. And I think Drew that's, could benefit yeah. with a bit of a reinvention. Um, and, 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 and really bring out a vicious side of him. I think that could be a lot of fun. Bring back the gameskeeper. He could there be their go. wise man. There you, you know? go, yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, wise man, have you been politicking backstage for me? He's like, I got my sheep back there. <laughs> I'm like, what? No. <laughs> gameskeeper, come on. Man. I know, I know. I thought you were, were going to be my wise man. Oh, I've got some sheep back there. But if you need help with the livestock, I could help you there. <laughs> Exactly. I'm looking for some hay. Uh, no, I think the I think Drew is a great idea. That that's really cool, especially with Gallus. Yeah. A cursed hawk says we do. Says with the assumption that Edge's final match will be at Mania 40. Who do you realistically see as his final opponent, considering he's already fought the new big names of this generation? Like Roman, Seth, and Finn, and relived past feuds like Randy. I don't see it being Cena, so that bears the question: Who has this honor? I'll go first, since the Tribal Chief ain't giving up that title anytime soon. Have Cody retire Edge. That's they good. could do a thing where it's face versus face, where Edge is like, you know, I know you already fought Brock Lesnar, but you don't really know if you're the guy unless you beat me, yeah. <laughs> the rated yeah. R superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be cool with Cody versus Edge. Why, if if it's not going to be Cody versus Roman for the title, which it still might be, yeah, um, Cody versus Edge. Now let me run this past you. What if Cody uh, somehow wins that World Heavyweight Championship before WrestleMania? And of course, mm -hmm. Edge, his his you know kind of prime directive coming back was, I'm back here to win a title that I never lost that I had mm -hmm. stripped for me because I was injured. Yeah. And if Edge goes up to Cody and says, "This is my last chance." to win a title here, a championship in WWE. And if I can't do it now, I'm out. I'm gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And therefore, it's not like, oh, Cody, you retired. Edge, how dare you boo Cody for retiring one of the most popular wrestlers in WWE history. Instead, yeah. it's like Edge going out in the shield, you know? Yeah, right, right. No, I love that. I, yeah. We'd have a real, like, I'm sorry, I love you, or I love exactly. you, I'm sorry movement exactly. right there. Yeah, he's got him in the crossroads. He's like, I'm sorry. It's like, sorry, Edge. I don't want to do it. Sorry, I, don't to, I don't want to lose this he title. He gets back up. Another one. I'm sorry again. I know. This title isn't finishing the story, but it's good enough for now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How about this for a name for Edge's final match? Matt Cardona. Yeah, that's good. 
bring him in. So Edge is like super sentimental, right? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like super sentimental. He's like he's like, you know, he does one of those promos where he sits down and the lighting is all dramatic and everything, and he's yeah. like, you know, I've got this one last chance. I've got this one last chance, and if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, why am I even here? And then, uh, oh, radio. radio, he comes out, he's got that ridiculous you know. crown, yeah. the big, he's got half of the women's tag titles yeah. with him, and he just clowns the shit at him, because that's one thing that Cardona, it's like, he's the anti-sentimentalist yeah. when it comes to, like, his indie persona, he's just mocking the entire aspect, you know, the, the nature of his WWE run, yeah. um, because he used to be an edgehead. With yep. Brian Myers, Brian Myers can be, yeah. you know, in Kurt his. Kurt Hawkins uh, can his, come back. Kurt Hawkins can come back and be in his corner, and uh, and have Cardona put away Edge. That I kind of like that idea better, man. How about this Edge? He has his celebration coming up soon in Toronto. I'm gonna be is it this weekend. The SmackDown yeah. in Toronto this weekend. Uh, I don't know, maybe. or next weekend, whatever. He's like, all right, I'm done. I'm out of here. No retirement match. But no, then um, he goes to yeah. AEW. Take on Ooh. Christian in this last match. Um, Just one match. Yeah. You know, it doesn't sound right. Adam Copeland. I know it doesn't. Sound right. I know. Yeah. I know. I know it doesn't sound right. Is there a different name he can use? It sounds vaguely. What if, what, what if you just put a the in front of it? The Edge. The Edge. Well, would he run oh afoul of the guitarist from U2? He's The Edge. I think there has to be like some confusion involved for a lawsuit to happen, you know? So, like, oh, if, people if are, Edge came out as The Edge wearing uh, with a guitar. Right, yeah, then they'd be confused. That might be an issue. But it's like, I would never think that the Edge from U2 would show up in AEW. Never know. Couldn't WWE then sue if the Edge came to AEW and used his name, the Edge, as a wrestler? Maybe, because there would be confusion there. There would be definitely confusion on many levels. Yeah, there would be. (laughs) I didn't know know this guy was training to be a wrestler. I know, I didn't know that either. He's got to be 60 years old. He's got to be pretty old, man. Uh, Cat Dad Seven here asks, "What's your guys' stance on the impact the internet, social media has had on wrestling from a business aspect, as fan, but as fans as well? Personally, I'm a bit torn. I do appreciate the exposure to new wrestling because of it, but do hate how at times it takes away from the surprise aspect of it. Yeah, it's a catch twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially when you're starting to get into New Japan, when Lariato." would post gifts from New Japan shows. It was awesome waking up the morning after yeah. New Japan show and seeing all the, the, the awesome stuff that had gone on that made me want, want to actually watch the show a lot more. Yeah, right. Um, and that's an aspect, whether it's you know New Japan, indies here in the States, mm-hmm. even just stuff that I don't watch on a regular basis like Impact and Ring of Honor. It helps me keep up to date on that stuff. For sure, yeah. Seeing news and seeing little clips on, on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. But then, of course, you have the opposite side of that where, you know, when Brock Lesnar came back in 2012, rather than have it be a surprise, that it would be announced it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't even get to the tribalism aspect of, of professional wrestling and how social media amplifies that. Yeah, it's it is damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, you miss out a lot of, on on a lot of the lore. Myth gifts wrestling, for example, fantastic, they were a fantastic follow on Twitter. I mean, if you're able to, I guess the the appropriate way to do it would be to number one maybe dedicate um like if you have if you have twitter and you're like okay let me just set up a separate twitter account that is exclusively used to follow and you don't click on the for you tab you just click on the following tab really curate your your follower list yeah yeah right i think there's a way you can do it i just think that it would be a a bit a difficult task to, to really do 
Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's no way around it. You, you, you take the good with the bad. You know, the tribalism is there and, and mm-hmm. the deep dives into lore is in the exact same spot. So I think there's probably a way you can curate it, but it's probably it's probably not an easy task. No, no, I don't think it is. You know, it, it's yeah, it's it's it, it got, you know, if, if you want to experience the world of wrestling on inter- the Internet, social media. To a certain degree, you kind of take the bad with the good. You curate mm, yeah, your experience sure. best you can, but you know I try to curate my experience so I can avoid any of the toxicity and seeps in of, uh, at sometimes. So mm-hmm, yeah, so then you got to yeah. make liberal use of that block button. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, can we lightning around a couple? Of questions? Yeah, we can lightning around some of these. Luis here, Ash at AEW moved the scheduled start time to collision to maybe two hours ahead on pay per view days to help with the numbers. Not either they move it two two hours ahead full time or they don't move it at all. None of it matters. It doesn't matter. It's no. it's they're gonna be stuck with. It. I didn't even see what the numbers were. It was four hundred and something. Okay, yeah, that's bad. Um, you yeah. you made your bed. You're on Saturdays. You're gonna have to sleep in that particular bed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Jack Napier. You don't have to do it, Steve. No, you don't lightning round these. Tip. Napier's cleaning out Axis Chemicals. Oh dear, who's there? Eckhart, sir. Oh, Eckhart. Jack Napier asks, if wrestling is still around 100 years, what catchphrase do you think will stand the test of time? Ric Flair's, Ooh. or Stone Cold's, what? Oh, wow. So I think the what is going to be replaced by yeah. Yeah. I think that's. I think that might happen. So I think, the, I think the woo is timeless. But, of course, Larson, in 100 years, probably the catchphrase we're going to be all, you know, if we're still alive in 100 years at 140-some-odd years old. I'm not going to be alive. We're probably going to be doing some sort of aliens catchphrase. Like, yeah. yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's out here. Bacnar is out here. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out with his eight legs. Yeah, I know. Bacnar is all elite, huh? Yeah, Bacnar is all elite. They let him use his name. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess that's kind of nebulous uh, territory, whether uh, a wrestling promotion could copyright uh, an alien's name. Is it nebulous or galactic? Ah, ha, ha, ah. Ha, 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 ha. Cameron Bartolazzo, besides the Bloodline story, if you can be behind the scenes of how a storyline was pitched and put together, what storyline would you choose? Montreal Screwjob. <laughs> yeah, good answer. Good answer. Um, yeah, I feel like with the Montreal Screwjob, it was just a matter of bad communication. It does. People probably took too long to get back to each other and shit. I know, I know. Uh, invade, probably invasion, probably the invasion angle. That's a that talk about a tough car, a tough hand to be dealt. Yeah, the invasion angle. It's like okay, here's the deal. You got uh, Chuck Palumbo, Sean O'Hare, and Lance Storm. <laughs> Can I get a Booker T? Fine, we'll do Booker T. <laughs> what about a Goldberg? Nope, gotta wait. No, Goldberg. You got a couple no, years a to chance. wait. Yeah, yeah. Um. I'll say this, uh, the Gargano Champa one. Mm, okay. See, see how much of that stuff leading up to the eventual turn was intentional happenstance that they wove into the story, mm-hmm. um, and and what they had to go through to compensate for all the times that the story kind of got derailed because of injury and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah, that would be very interesting. And to see if everybody involved at the end ultimately felt satisfied with how the story played out or not. I would, I would imagine not. It, it was kind of crazy just how, like, that was at a certain point before that ridiculous call-up. 
Mm-hmm. Like that Dusty Classic that year was just asinine. It was like, yeah. hey, let's take Alistair Black and put him with Ricochet. This makes total sense. And then that's how they got called up. Yeah. It's like, yeah. whoa. Why you yeah. have the biggest opportunity for like a WrestleMania level call up with Alistair Black and then he just shows up with Ricochet. I know. As a tag team. I know. And it's like, wait, DIY, they're they don't like each other. Why they're are they together now? Right now. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Uh, Andre Zimple here asks, why is Larson so rude and upset with Steve getting celebrity celebrity impersonators? I mm-hmm. see it as Steve branching out, trying to get some exposure for the podcast, mm-hmm. and Larson's yeah. always crapping on it. To me, Steve is right. the, the one that truly cares about the growth of the podcast, the yeah, brand. True. That's where Larson can't be counted on with all the times he has said he has an impersonator, yet they never show up. Right, right. That is, by the way, if you have not been able to tell, my burner account. So... That's right, just good to me. Know that now. All right. That's just me bringing that up. All right. So don't have to read those questions, these questions from Andre Zimple anymore. Noted. I guess not. No. Noted. In fact, I want you to answer that one. Okay. Um, fair enough. Let's see. Uh, I got that one. Got that one. Uh, I'm sure two. Andre, by the way, Andre's been around for a long time, yes, and I'm sure yes. he's being tongue-in-cheek. Yes, I, 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 I'm assuming that as well. Uh, Patrick Cheeseman here says, as we move away from one generation to another. Who do you see leading the generation after Humans this to aliens? Yeah, seemingly. <laughs> Roman, Cody, and Rollins lead this one. Who are the next three? Well, Backnar. <laughs> Backnar is definitely one of them. <laughs> Who else? Uh, was Backnar, uh, Trick Williams, and uh, Nick Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that faction right there. If we have any artists in the community anymore, can somebody please create the faction of Backnar, Trick Williams, and Nick Wayne for a nice Photoshop for us? Like oh, a drawing my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Sishon here asked, do you guys prefer a dominant heel champion or a, def- a defying all odds babyface champion? I just prefer whatever best fits the story. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, like... You know, dude, look, the, the thing is, there aren't very many dominant heel champions. Like, when I think of Brock Lesnar, I think of a dominant heel champion. I love that. Brock is one in a million. It's crazy. And yeah, I, I, no. I understand what, like, why they might not try to go that route or that route's not successful because they just end up being a baby face because mm-hmm. the crowd just loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, dominant heel champion. I, I, they're so they're unique. They're rare. You don't yeah. see them very often. Yeah, few and far between. I know. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, it is kind of rare to see an actual well-booked defying the odds baby face. That's true as well, yeah. yeah. That's actually interesting and not boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's believable rather than, you know, uh, uh, over the top, melodramatic. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, in a lot of ways, that's two rare commodities in the world of pro wrestling. So, if done True. right, yeah, they both they both are pretty cool. It would be so much fun to see somebody actually book what you know we had sort of assumed the Hangman thing was, which is a guy who was wilting under the pressure of being champion. Like, mm-hmm. I want to explore that story. That mm-hmm. seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Maybe someday we'll get that, Steve. Could be. Is that going to be it? Yeah, I think that's basically every one we got. Oh, Clown here. We can end on this one. Is there any chance clown. we can get a second issue of the Going in Raw comic? It's possible. I, I like the idea of the alien stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's a possibility. Um, something to consider. Something to think about, sure. Something to think about, yeah. 
Yeah, something to think about. Maybe by twenty twenty seven when the aliens arrive. Hey, that's a good that's a yeah, all it's we a good need, goal all set, need yeah. to do uh I don't know, five pages a year and we'll get there. <laughs> cool. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time. We'll see you talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.